0: Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Now, who's who's excited about going into this next sermon series called Level Up? Yes! Yeah. Come on, you've heard the old... I, I did listen to that song. Oh, Jesus, help me. I thought I could use... Matter of fact, have y'all ever heard that song? Raise your hands if you've heard that song. Level Up. Level up. Okay. I listened to it yesterday. And the, the middle part of the song had a lot of really good things in it. The first part of it was like terrible. I'm like, I was going to play a clip of that. I was like, no, we're not playing that in church right now. But talk about leveling up you've heard the old saying I want to take this relationship to the next level right listen if you've been if you've been engaged for five or ten years it's time to take that oh you're probably sitting next to him you better put a ring on it but you've heard taking this relationship to the next level or or I want my business or my team to go to the next level and listen Taking something to the next level means you do it with more intensity and passion. Listen, we're going to talk about... I said, listen again, stop. We're going to talk about leveling up in our mind, leveling up in our body, leveling up in our soul and spirit, and taking it all to the next level over the next few weeks. This morning, we're going to talk about our mind. Ooh, how many How many battle this right here? 100. Oh, everybody in this place right here is raising their hands. There's a battle for your mind. The word, I mean, there's a saying that says, mind is the battlefield. And listen, it's one of the hardest to overcome. Why? Because your mind is your processor and storehouse of your beliefs and ideas. Listen to these statistics. Listen to this. Estimated 48,000 thoughts per minute. Mind racing, right? Are you thinking right now? 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Mindy asks me all the time. Pastor Mindy asks me all the time. She says, what are you thinking? I say, nothing. I'm lying because I have to be thinking something, right? Yeah. Well, I just got myself in trouble. Now I have to answer. I said, no, I'm good. I'm just staring off into space. But think about this. 98% of those thoughts are the same Thoughts. We're creatures of habit, and 80% of those, because we live in a fallen world, are negative, and they're draining. Thoughts like I'm never going to do this, or I shouldn't have, or I can't. But you know what it leads to? It leads to complaining. At least to having a pity. Didn't I ever have a pity party for yourself? Y'all are saved out there. Praise the Lord. You have a pity party for after you start thinking about all those things. You have a pity party for yourself. This is very interesting. Thoughts that diminish our worth are proven medically to deplete the body by producing chemicals that weaken us physically. So what you think, and she's going to talk about next week, your body and your your body, what you think and what goes on in your mind affects your physical body. No wonder at the end of the day you're exhausted, right? You're like, oh my gosh. Why do we think the way that we do? Because we live in a fallen world. The Bible says two times, it says their minds were blinded. Look at 2 Corinthians eleven three. 3. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the Spirit's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. It started way back in the garden with Eve. He, he started playing mind games with Eve, just like he does with us today. He, he wanted to bring doubt. He, 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 if you know the story, he came to her and says, did God really say that? Come on, how many, how many times did the enemy come to you and say, is that really wrong? Did, did God really say that, even in his word? Did, did, did the preacher, did the pastor even say that? Then he brought uncertainty. He tried to bring bad thoughts towards God. And and God is trying to hold something out on you. He he don't want you touching that tree because he knows. He's trying to hold out on you. And the thing that happens is he starts playing these games, these mind games with you. And he starts getting you to question the truth. He said, Eve, you're really not going to die if you eat this fruit. God's being, he's being dramatic. He started getting her to start thinking about all the things that God said. In a negative way and listen what you see oh listen he also brought pride into it right if you God knows that if you eat of this fruit you're gonna be like a God so so many things he brought into her mind and got her thinking and making the wrong choice what you see what you hear what you experience the music you listen to the words that come out is what you will react to because our minds and thoughts affect our words Can I tell you, you might have given your heart over to Jesus, but your mouth might need to be saved. Somebody's faces need to be saved, too. But let me talk about your mouth. Your mouth might need to be saved. You've given your heart over to the Lord. But there are things that are coming out of our mouth that the Bible says your words have power and they have life or they have death. Listen to what Matthew says in the message. You have minds like a snake pit. Ouch! How do you suppose that you say is worth anything when you are so foul-mouthed? Foul-minded, sorry. mouth too. <laughs> it's in your heart, not the dictionary that gives meaning to your words. A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is a blight on the orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words... huh? Is going to come back to haunt you. This is the word of God not me. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. Be careful. What comes out of your mouth. Because it can and will be used against you. I'm not going to ask who's heard that before. The words you say can and will be used. Don't raise your hand. Because I've heard it myself too. I don't even want to know the other words. You have the right to remain silent. That whole sentence would preach right there. You have the right to, rem- no, it's time to shut your mouth. Let's go on. That's another sermon. Pastor Minnie and I used to really get into some fights. I mean, we, we've told y'all, but we, I mean, she kicked the door in on us. We, could, we would scream at each other and holler and, and fight and just go at each other. And she would say to me all the time. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. She was good. She didn't do it quite like that, but she would quote that one to me. Christ loved the the church like you're supposed to love me like Christ loved the church. I'd say, I ain't Jesus. (laughs) But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what what that was saying is if it's in your mind, it gets to your heart. And a lot of times it comes out of here. Ooh, that one hurt. What are some things that we can change our mind about? We have to understand that what we say matters. What you say on a daily basis matters. That is a powerful weapon. That That is a powerful weapon right there. Your tongues and your words either bring, they're either weapons of mass destruction or they can bring healing and help to someone. If you, listen, it can either speak gossip, slander, backbiting, and have all kinds of issues attached to it. Or you can speak kindness, kindness and love. It's your choice. If you choose the last one, you're going to have a lot less drama in your life and a lot more friends. The book of James says this. We can't tame our tongue, but we need to start trying to control our tongue. Because again, there's power of life and death in the tongue. I wonder what your world would be looked like if you quit saying everything you felt like saying. What would your world look like if you didn't say everything that popped into your mind? Is there anyone? No, I ain't asking that everybody. We're you ever been around someone who always says what they think? Yeah. and sometimes it's not good. Are you that person that always says what you think and it turns out not good, right? I have, I have to, I've gotten a lot better about controlling my tongue. I used to say, especially we get into a fight, I'd say anything, anything. It didn't really matter. But you wonder why you keep ended up in the fire after fire and drama after drama? And you think to yourself, what just happened? Your tongue happened. Your words happened. Yep. Can I tell you something? Whatever you say, we talked about some groups the other day. Whatever you say, you can't take back. Oh, yeah. And your wife will never forget it. Amen. <laughs> Bruce, the Stephanie, she, she tells you when you all got in a fight in 1997, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't ever forget. So remember, once you say those words, you can't, you can't reel them in. Seriously, your words are very important and they're lasting. The Bible says this. Listen, I'm, I'm stepping on some toes this morning. The Bible says don't let any idle word come out of your mouth. Listen to what Ephesians 4.29 says. Don't use foul or abusive language. I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to read that again in a minute. There's a little, there's a shirt that says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Somebody about to get in trouble. I think as Christ followers, we should not make these words a part of our daily language. Listen. I said listen again, but you got to listen everybody's guilty of something slipping out and oh lord jesus forgive me for that but when it becomes a part of your daily language you need to go so you need to get you need to talk to god a little bit about that about getting your mouth saved i had a story and this is going to be a good story and i'll try to tell it as ready pg or g as i can but i remember i got saved and god resaved. saved i born i was born up in church and and, but I got resaved saved and was going following God and I was working at Big O Tires and I had a mechanic And I'm telling you, I used to have some cuss words, I not near as bad as him So I remember I got saved and I was going to church and he knew I mean he knew there was a difference in me, I wasn't hanging out So one day, I mean he used the F-bomb like you wouldn't believe So one day I walked back there and I hadn't been cussing I'd been going to church, been a good boy And I, and I walked back there and I said, hey Stanley I got this effing car. I need I said the word. Uh-huh. I, I need this MF M&M for fixing the effing time and, and effing time. I went on for about six about, about forty seconds or fifty seconds of talking about what this car needed to be. And he's sitting here looking at me like he hadn't heard me cussing in like two years. So finally I looked at him and I said this. I said, Sam, you don't got to talk like that around me. Because so many times we feel like we have to use this language to make ourselves look better. Oh, make ourselves feel better. And listen, it changed the way he looked at me. There was times when I would walk in there and he'd catch himself. I, I was like, good. That wasn't that I was trying to be holier than thou. I wanted to be the mirror that he could look in to see, hey, this is what you really look like. So many times, I mean, come on, it's all a part of people's lives, but it's very not part of what God wants us to do. How about lying? The Bible says in Proverbs that the Lord detests lying lips. I believe when we lie, you ever been around somebody that stretches the truth just a little bit? Some of them stretch the truth a lot. You get to the end of the sentence, you're like, nah, I don't believe nothing they just said for the last 6 minutes. But I believe we do that sometimes because we want to look better than what we are. A lot of us lie because we want, to, we want attention or we want to expose someone else and make them look bad. Pastor Mindy used to tell me all the time, there's truth in every joke. As you know, I'm a big jokester. When we first got married, she couldn't handle a joke. I mean, literally, there was nothing that I would say something to her, she'd end up crying or she was mad at me. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. But I started to get, I'm talking about a mouth. I had to start taking control of what I said because I knew it affected her. Even though I was joking, there was some truth in every joke. Yeah, anybody anybody sarcastic in here a little bit? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm very sarcastic. So sometimes I would say something that would hurt her feelings. So I finally had to tame, my tongue and say okay i can't speak that way because she's going to take it another way i had to learn that i believe when people avoid us come on this is for somebody they don't really like us might not have anything to do with us personally it might have everything to do with our mouth crickets (laughs) my natural bend is negativity i was raised in a very negative home so I must, must, must guard my heart above all else. I can't be around negative people complaining, gossiping, because you know what? I'm going to bend to that or I'm going to blend into that. Come on. I've caught myself before being around. I'm very, Most of the time I'm very upbeat. I'm like, come on, let's, uh, let's do it. You know, but I've caught myself being around people that I just was like, okay, you're sucking the life out of me. And before too long, the life is out of me. And I'm joining in. Because you become like the people you hang with. Can I tell you this? Wisdom doesn't need to lie or brag. Wisdom lets their life do the talking. Let's read Ephesians 4.29 again. Don't use foul or abusive language. we talked about that. Let everything you say be good and helpful. So that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. What if? You started using your words to build other people up. What if you started using your words to challenge them, to encourage them? You look fabulous today. You look great today. I can tell you've been taking care of yourself. you lost any weight? Maybe you've been working out too. What if we started building people up with our words and said, You did a great job today. Not trying to find all the little things that maybe your coworker didn't do it. You did this very, very well today. I'm telling you, it would change the trajectory. I'm not saying trajectory anymore because I can't say it. It would change your atmosphere all the way around you. I promise your life would be a whole lot more peaceful. So now, how does our mind and how does our thoughts keep us in captivity? By using shame and regret It keeps us stuck in the past. It keeps us from trying new things and moving forward. You've got to understand, it's not about what you used to do. It's about what you're doing now. Can I speak to you this morning? We live in so much time of what we used to do that we lose track of the now. You need to start giving yourself a pat on the back for how good you're doing now. We're beating ourselves up. We're tearing ourselves down. I know I'm trying to be quiet. We're tearing ourselves down. And, and we really are in a moment where we're making some breakthrough. And you need to start taking those moments and pat yourself on the back. And you need to start saying, God, I know I'm changing. Because the words of your mouth will, they change everything. If you get up and you say, I'm never going to be able to do this, you're probably never going to be able to do that. We have to change. Our way of thinking, we have to change our mind Romans 12 too, if you've been around church, you've probably heard this one Don't be conformed to this world But be transformed by the renewing of your mind That you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God Not that you're going to be perfect, but you'll be perfectly in His will It says by being transformed by the renewing of your mind Transform means this to change the nature or condition of, or to convert. Many have changed our directions, but not our thoughts. We've We've changed some of the places we go. We've changed a few of the people that we hung out with, but our minds are still revolving around that old way of thinking. We're still feeding our minds with, I'll always be this way or I'm always going to be a failure or <sighs> everything happens to me. Come on. Anybody do that? You? All the bad stuff always happens to me. And we let our feelings control us. If you've heard me say it once, you've heard me say it a hundred times. If you live by your feelings, you're always going to be disappointed. You're always going to be all over the place. Who's tired of being all over the place in here? Come on, we can't live by our feelings every day. I said that if you didn't feel you gotta go to work even if you don't feel like it. You gotta pay your electric bill even though you don't feel like it. Or you're gonna feel the <laughs> when We called it. What happened? I didn't, like, I didn't feel like going to work last week. But we must take our minds and our thoughts captive. Look at 2 Corinthians. We demolish arguments. And every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, say captive, Captain. our thoughts and make them obedient. Sometimes you got to take that thought that's coming into your mind. and you got to say, I don't want to think this way. God, I'm thinking this way. God, I'm giving it over to you. He said, make it obedient to Christ. Our thoughts will naturally run rampant with fear and worry. Thoughts like, they're laying everybody off. I heard that none of our jobs are safe, and oh my gosh, I've been here for 25 years. What am I gonna do without this job? Thoughts like that, I'm gonna be sick because I've been around everybody else that's sick. Listen, that happens sometimes. When you start speaking the thing, you know you 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 can talk yourself into getting sick? Oh, I, I don't feel real good there. I, a couple weeks ago, I did that. I was, I, I was, I didn't feel good, but I kept talking. I really don't feel good. I really don't feel good. But after about three hours, I wasn't feeling. Woke up the next day, felt great. I think I talked myself into being sick because I was more tired than that. But if you capture them before they begin their downward spiral, you can gain control of them. Yeah. If you can recognize a negative, limiting thought. You can capture it. Listen, instead of asking about the job situation, you said, I'm going to trust God because God is in control. I'm going to trust God because God is my source. My paycheck ain't my source. God is my source. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He takes care of me because I, I, because I trust in him. Look, at that's a difference in your words right there. So what's the difference in taking your thoughts captive? how, listen, do we change our minds and our thoughts? We talked about how our minds control our mouths and how we capture our thoughts and we transform our minds by the renewing. Renew means the act of making new. Here's how you do it. You start fighting lies with the truth. We live in a lie-filled world. We gotta start fighting the lies with the truth. When the enemy tells you this is true, you say, no, 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 no. I've been reading my Bible more, and the word says I am an overcomer. Listen, listen, devil. I've been reading my Bible a little bit more, and it says I am a child of God. I'm not an orphan. I'm not a, I'm not a mistake you got to start speaking those things over your life. Sometimes you've got to look yourself in the mirror and you've got to start talking and changing your mind and say, God, I'm, I'm, when I tackle this world today, I'm going out there and you're going to be on my side and I'm going to have the power. I'm going to have the spirit of Christ going throughout with me. I'm a new creation. Those old things, they're passed away. I'm a new creation in Christ. No, don't, don't tell me what I used to be. God tells me what I can be. Uh, there's, it's all a heart thing, y'all. She's going to talk about that next week. But listen, we're going to start meditating on good things. Listen to what Philippians 4 says. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Coming from a man, I didn't even write this down, that had been in prison, he'd been beaten, he'd been stoned, I mean, he had every right to be angry. He had every right to have a pity party. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You've got a reason to praise every day when you get up. You may not feel like crazy. Listen, I've said this millions of times. You should not be sitting in this audience right now. I should not be here today. You, if nothing else, you got a reason to get up and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for another day. Thank you that I didn't die in that car wreck. Thank you that I did not OD. Thank you that I didn't go. That I went the other way. There's a reason to praise. Everybody in here has got a reason to praise. Keep that back up. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, when you meditate on these things, then the God of peace will be with you. Listen. Here's another practical thing. Renewing is also going to God sooner than later. Wait till the end of the day, you're drained. If you wait till the end of the day, you probably aren't going to bring it to God. But if you're going down the Gene Snyder and you need Jesus, you need to come in and say, God, right now, I need you to come into this situation. If somebody has cut you off and you want to say something out of your mouth, you need to say, God, come in come in right now and save my life. You don't have to wait till the end of the day. Because he's a God that's with you every day, every minute, every second. So I'm telling you right now, your prayer life can be all day. The Bible says pray without ceasing. That do not mean you're walking around trying to pray. That means you, you have an attitude of prayer. Okay, God, I need you in this circle. God, I thank you for that co worker I wanted to. Oh, they get on my nerves, but. your mind think clearer and you get over it a lot quicker so each day we got to work to what renew our minds we got to work to take our thoughts captive and we have to work really hard to change our language I'm not talking about just cussing I'm talking about our language in general we got to start speaking life over our situations we need to start speaking life over our lives is this, this is David talking, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and power, if we can get up every day and pray that, pray that prayer, and I'm telling you what, it would change your mind, it would change your mouth, it would change your motives, it would change all them words, it would do it. looking, always teach me oh you're going to learn today God so teach me how to walk in your will and to go where you want me to do and then you have to say I can't do this without you God I need you today I know there's going to be a situation or a circumstance that you're going to have to come right in the middle of because I'm going to probably mess it up I need you I can't do it without you because if you're here today and you've never given Your heart over want to take that next step, or you want to level up in your relationship with Jesus, it starts by making a simple confession. The the words may be simple, but walking out is the process of accepting Jesus into your life. So if you would just bow your head. to you today I accept you as my savior forgive me of my sins come into my heart and help me to change my mind give me your mind, the mind of Christ thank you for loving me thank you for protecting me thank you for correcting me but most of all thank you for never letting Prayed that prayer. We'd love to meet you at the, uh, fill out the, the welcome card and take it to the next step. Forward. We'd love to partner with you this year to take you into that next level, the level up that you need to be. Maybe you're here today and you've already accepted Jesus, but maybe your level has been 2023 wasn't really your, your God level. Maybe you were like, you let things slip, or, or maybe you just need to level up this morning. It's a good thing about a new year; it can be a new you. So, if that's you this morning, get ready to level up this year. Don't 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 look at what you did last year, because that'll keep you last year. Let's look at what God can do going forward. Say get ready to sing this song. If you'd like to pray, the prayer team will be on the left and the right. And listen, we're looking to have a really good year in 2024, and it all starts. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.